Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop, which is taking place on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer to sign up. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to identify simple solutions and systems that will make a massive difference and ripple effect inside of your center. I'm going to help you create efficiency where you need it most and understand what is causing your school to feel so hectic and where those big pain points are. We're going to clarify your center's priority system to improve this summer. I'm going to show you how to audit those systems. We're going to define your desired outcomes, and you're going to leave the workshop with a simple plan that will make huge impact. And by simple, I mean very simple. No complex, no multi-step processes. Super, super simple. No one has time for long things. No one has brain capacity for extra stuff. We need simple things that have massive impact. Go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer, and I'll see you there. Welcome to the Schools of Excellence podcast, where we have conversations about education, leadership, and building a school of excellence. The goal on this show is to bring you clarity, up-level your mindset, and give you practical strategies and inspiration so you can show up with confidence and trust your decision-making. I'm Khani Wolshansky. I'm a mom of four under 10, a former New Yorker, and been in the early childhood field my entire life. And I'm so grateful that you've joined me for this conversation. Hello there, and welcome back to another episode of the Schools of Excellence podcast. So today's conversation is very different and very unique. This is a training on how to prepare for parent-teacher conferences. So I recorded this training many, many years ago when I was leading a child care center, and then I kind of updated the training once I opened up our director's inner circle and directors were asking me for, you know, a template for like, how do we help our staff lead a parent-teacher conference? So this is a mini training from our director's inner circle. This is just one of the many, many trainings. And I decided to pull this out and share it on the podcast because I think it's really important to have a good template for how to lead a parent-teacher conference and what's happening inside of the parent's mind, What's hap- what are some of the fears and anxiety that the parents have versus the teachers. So I really hope that this uh, episode today and this training really helps empower you and give you a lot of strategies and your staff, because your staff can really listen to this episode on how to lead a conducive and helpful parent-teacher conference. The first thing is I want to share with you the perspective of a parent. I'm a parent. I'm anxious about what the teacher will say about my son. Now, some of these phrases might be very relevant to your parent body, and some of them might totally not be. But I want to share with you all of them, just so you can get an idea of what parents are really thinking about. I'm anxious about what the teacher will say about my son. What if I don't have enough time to ask all my questions? I wonder what the teacher will show me. What does the classroom look like? Who are my child's friend? And lastly, I'll get to the bottom of who's hurting my son. And so these are some things that the parents are thinking about before they come to the conference. The next thing is you, the teacher. The way that you present yourself at the conference will show the parents how you interact with their children and run your class. You want them to see organization. You want the conference to be super organized and structured. You want to be very clear and supportive. And we'll go into some more examples of what I mean by that. And making sure that you're positive and enthusiastic. 
professionally dressed. And while these, this can sound obvious, nothing is obvious. That's kind of what I've learned. So no slippers, no paint stains. You want to make sure that you're sleek and super, super clean. Using appropriate and professional language when you're describing a child. Never mention another child's name, even if the parent brings it up. You can say something like, right now we're talking about your child. Be aware of your tone, your body language, and your biases. And so this is something that I'm very grateful for. Um, One of my mentors, Dana Levy, who's a pediatric clinical psychologist, she used to work in NYU and now she works in Westchester. We were prepping together for a very difficult conference and she was, we were role-playing together and every time I kind of was segueing into the into the concern, my whole body tensed up, my whole face, like it was just this whole drama scene. And she's like, honey, like, you know, you you can't do that. Like we we have to work on this. And so she propped me up in front of this mirror and she's like, okay, let's practice. Like, I want you to see what you really look like. And when I saw myself, I was like, oh my God, the parent's going to think that like their kid's dying, like the way that I look. So if you're the kind of person who's very dramatic and, you know, just, is very, very dynamic. Make sure that you're role-playing a little bit beforehand. Boundaries. Do not speak about your own children. Parents have 20 minutes and they are only interested in what you have to say about their kids. Um, So for those of you that have your own children, don't share, oh, my son does the same thing. They really don't care. They don't care what your child does. You don't have any papers in front of you. So like other papers from other parents, just being professional again about that piece. If you're caught off guard, so for example, um, if a parent comes in and says something like, you know, it's such a big deal to get my kid here to school in the morning and he never wants to come and he hates coming to school. You know, why does he hate coming to school? You know, what, what do you do here all day with them? So if you're caught off guard with something like that, you want to breathe always first um, and say, thank you for bringing this to my attention. I would like to think it over and get back to you. You can never take back anything that you said. Um, but you can always tell a parent, I, I'm going to get back to you on that. Here are some examples of inappropriate use of language. Your child is so cute. I could just eat him up. He's so delicious. He's the most well-behaved kid in the class. Your son hits all the kids. No one likes him. He really whines a lot. It's so annoying. He's so tired in the morning. Please put him to bed on time. I think he has ADD. Maybe you should take him for an evaluation. He doesn't really have friends. He's so quiet. He might have a learning disability. He doesn't get the circle time discussions. So while some of these are more extreme than others, really try to think about how are the ways that you talk about the child, even when the parent isn't there. Do do you say some of these things? Because how we talk about the child creates the image of how we portray him to the parents. And so it's important not to even say these things, even if the parent isn't around. Professional. A pleasure to have in our class. We're working with Jack to use his words. The skill is still emerging. Again, I want to give credit to Dana. She taught me this word, and I'm obsessed with it since, where when you're telling a parent something that the child's still working on, but it's not like these big red flags and all these like bells and whistles going on, but it's just something important that the parents should know about. You say that the skill is still emerging. You can ask questions to the parents like, what is Jack's morning routine like? 
Jack chooses to parallel play at this time. We're working with him to interact more with his peers, and we've prepared various activities that foster this. So notice how I say that he's parallel playing while all his friends are engaging, but we're working with him and we've prepared activities that foster this. Jack is an active boy who loves to participate. He's learning to take turns and share his space with his peers. You can suggest play dates with children that you feel that he would play well with. This is a time that it is appropriate to mention another child's name. So for example, if you feel like a child really can benefit from some play dates, you would want to bring that up. And depending on how the parents respond, like if they say something like, oh yeah, you know, we just haven't had a chance to get around to it. Great. They, you know, they know what to do, but some parents might need a little bit more direction. Like, oh, we don't really know anyone here. Um, so that's when you can suggest play dates. Before the conference, create a comfy space, a visual schedule, which we'll talk about in a minute. And you want to have a clock or any way to tell time. Don't use your cell phone. Um, so you want to have some kind of way where you can glance at the clock or your own watch um, so that you can be able to gauge the conference. You want to have an organized system where you can easily share each child's work. Practice with your co-teacher and your roles should be clear. So for example, one teacher shares the anecdotes, another shares growth and answers questions. You want to have at least three strengths about each child prepared. Know what their favorite toy or activity is and prepare samples of the child's work. A sample schedule at the conference can be the intro, how your child is doing in class, the class goals, specific goals for your child, and then Q&A at the end. What if I have a concern about a child? The first thing is, as always, you want to discuss your concern with the director. Prepare several clear examples of how this behavior manifests itself in the classroom. You can't just say the child hits. You need to be specific. You want to avoid vague terms. So one year I had a, a story where I wanted to tell a parent that their child was hitting. And I said that your child uses his hands a lot. And when I followed up with the parent, he had said, you know, I didn't realize that you meant that he was hitting. I thought, you know, when you said he uses his hands, I thought you meant, you know, he's a very dynamic speaker, that he uses his hands when he speaks. So some language that you can use is a concern that we have or something that we're noticing. You want to give a few seconds for it to sink in, and then you can say, have you seen this before or at home? You really want to get as much data as possible at the conference from the parents so that you can truly help the child. If the parent says, we've seen this, then you want to follow up by saying, how do you respond to this behavior and what has worked? So for example, if you're talking about biting and the parent says, oh yeah, he bites all the time. He always bites me. So instead of saying like, oh, you can say, how did you respond to when he bites you? And what have you found that has worked? You really want to get a picture of are they dealing with the concern? Are they dealing with the issue? How have they been responding to him? Is he getting a lot of negative attention? Is any of what, are any of their strategies working? Let the parents know that you'd like to jot different things down so you can refer back to it. So just like when you're recording a conversation, you'll always tell the person, you know, I'm recording the conversation. The same thing is with the parents. You want to just let them know in advance that you're going to be jotting things down. Listen to the parents speak. Do not interrupt and validate as much as you can. You want to follow up by saying, we want to work with your child and we really want to figure out the best way to teach him. Let's stay and let's stay in touch about this.
So the first 30 seconds of the conference are going to be your segue into getting started. Welcome the parents with a smile and greet them by name. You want to make eye contact, be genuine and sincere, and then offer them a seat. So, hi, Jane. It's so great to see you. Come on in and immediately show them where their seat is. A lot of parents come in and they're very anxious and they'll hold their coat in their hand or they'll hang on to their purse for dear life. Um, just think about the child that walks in on the first day that's clinging to mommy and holding his jacket and doesn't want to let go. So parents can come in the same way, just in an adult version. Um, and so you really want to be warm and understanding and using a calm voice and immediately begin by showing them the agenda. So a sample conference timeline can look something like this. Opening around three minutes. First, we'll tell you a little bit about how your child is doing in the classroom. Then you'll have the classroom goals, which is another three minutes where you'll share goals that you're doing from now in the next couple of months. Then you'll do the child, how the child's been developing in the classroom, sharing the child's specific goals, samples of the child's work, portfolio if you're doing that, some pictures of the child in action, and using this time to weave in any concerns that you may have. And the last five minutes will always be for questions. Here's a sample opening. Again, I'm gonna be reading this now in bullet format so it's not gonna flow as organically, but I want you to get an idea. It's so nice to see how, beautiful, how beautifully Sam has transitioned into school. He doesn't cry a drop off and walks in with these and comes straight to one of the activity tables. He loves the Play-Doh and cars and trucks are his favorite. He actually lines them up and has a name for each car. In the library, he loves to read books quietly and enjoys when his friends join him. A few days ago, he was so sweet when he saw a child crying for mommy, put his arm around him and said, don't worry. He's very gentle and kind to all of his friends. He's a wonderful asset to our class. Notice how specific I was about so many different examples and how I truly painted a picture about who this child Sam really is. Next, we go into the child's goals. As you discuss each goal, weave in the child's specific goals and discussing now is also the time to discuss a concern. So here are some ways to give specific concrete examples. We're noticing that Sam chooses to fall on children specifically during gym time. We're noticing that it's challenging for Sam to concentrate during circle time. He gets easily distracted. There are times during the day that it's challenging for Sam to use his words when he wants something. Sometimes he might hit other children or cry. We're working with him on his frustration. If you're going to discuss a concern with a parent, you must give concrete examples that you've tried in the, in the classroom. Some things that we're trying in the classroom are positive reinforcement. So you would tell the parent, you know, if you're sharing with them about hitting, then you can say what you're doing for positive reinforcement or for distraction or setting the child up for specific goals or an incentive chart. Be sure to let the parent know what is working and what you would like the parent to do at home as well. So if you're using a specific, like, if he's hitting and the way that you respond to the hit him is by using a specific response or language or whatever it is, you want the parent to be doing the exact same thing at home. Wrapping up, close with something positive about the child. Try to pick a specific story or something funny that the child said. Parents like to hear about their child in action more than your child is so sweet and adorable. Leave at least five minutes for questions. You can say something like, we have five minutes left. Do you have any questions? If you feel that there's not enough time, you can say, I see that there's a lot, a lot that you need to discuss. Let's make another time to meet and continue this conversation. Again, if the parents are going close to overtime and you see that there's barely two minutes left, you want to make sure that you wrap up because you don't want to go into the other person's conference time. 
And so you can say, I see that there's a lot you want to discuss. Let's make another time to meet and continue this conversation. When your time is up, walk the parents to the door like a good host. So your action steps are, prepare two short anecdotes to say about each child, one that you will open with and one to close with. Know what is the child's most enjoyable activity in the classroom. You want to know their toy, their experience that they had, something that's really memorable for the child. These actions in itself show the parent that you know their child. You want to prep the children's work in a pile in the order that the parents will be coming in so you're not scounging around and like, oh, where's Jack's papers? You want it all in order. And the final piece is be sure to pack snacks and drinks for yourself. Talking for several hours, hours can make you dizzy. And the parent that comes in the end deserves the same presence of mind you had for the first parent. So make sure that you're nourishing yourself so that you'll be able to speak at the end of the seven hours, not slurred and blurred speech, but completely focused. Thanks so much for listening to today's training. I hope that you took the time to write down some of the nuggets. If you didn't, I'd love to invite you to re-listen to it when you're not driving or multitasking and actually take some notes and definitely share it with your staff, with your directors, with your leaders. Um, would love if you could share it on social, if you found it valuable and want your other childcare friends to know about it. And so this is, again, just one of the trainings that we have inside of the membership. This is one of our older trainings. We have a lot of new content that we keep bringing in inside as well. And so if you have been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that you want to uh, join the Director's Inner Circle, you know that you want to become a member, I would love to invite you to apply. You can click the link in the show notes, fill out an application to join our Director's Inner Circle, our Owner's HQ program. You and I will have a conversation. We'll dig deep into what are your goals? What are your ambitions? What do you want to focus on? And we'll see if it's a good fit. So click the link in the show notes and I look forward to connecting with you. If you are loving the Schools of Excellence podcast and have gotten any value out of it for your school, I would love if you can do two things for me. One, subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And two, can you please leave us a review? Reviews help other school leaders know that this is the place to learn how to build a school of excellence. And I would be so grateful if you can do that for us. Your help and support makes this show to be able to be listened by the thousands of other school leaders all around the world. Thanks so much for listening, for giving us your time and attention each and every week. And I appreciate that you have joined us. Hey there, I want to invite you to join me for the Strategic Summer Workshop on Thursday, May 30th at 1130 Eastern. You can click the link in the show notes or go to schoolsofexcellence.com slash summer. In this workshop, I'm going to walk you through how to optimize your already efficient systems or help you tweak some ones that need a little bit more tweaking to help you enter the 2024-2025 school year with ease, with success, and with calmness. Increase your profitability, reduce your expenses, and more than anything, just help you buy back some of your time. I look forward to seeing you there.